0: day special guest uh emergency podcast can i say that i guess yeah, i don't know it's sure. i think i think
1: everything is emergency Correct. <laughs> <It time.
0: right? laughs> everything is emergency <laughs> at this point um good buddy of mine james chiano coming on uh as he's already been on the show once which was awesome mm-hmm. it was a little bit more um tempered times may i say
1: yeah also uh, yeah much more uh relaxed like, yeah really happy optimistic <laughs> yeah
0: oh we're still gonna be optimistic don't worry yeah. i promise you that but um definitely wanted to bring james on again if if you guys do remember james is a uh, professional writer for prospects 365 mesmerized as well as pictureless so we're going to touch upon a couple things here your reason i wanted to bring james on obviously with the sports with the world shutting down essentially for it seems like at least two months mm-hmm. i want to Still give people something to pay attention to, right? This is still fun. This is still something we can get into. So I wanted to have James come on and talk about some of the fantasy implications for the baseball season, some of the Mets implications, obviously, and then just some general thoughts on what's going on here. So James, really appreciate you hanging out with me today, man. I appreciate yeah, it.
1: Yeah, Thanks, Mike. Glad to be here. It's just kind of a weird feeling being as how close we were to like baseball season, how you're mm-hmm. like beginning to taste it and everything was coming drafts were happening. and People were talking. There was like a buzz in the air and now it's just completely over. That's
0: everything, really- man. It's weird. I still open up ESPN all the time. Um, I don't know why.
1: I was reading Fangrass like 20 minutes ago. I was like, oh,
0: damn it. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Getting that close to it, man. That is what it is. But yeah, um, yeah, man, I mean, I guess, you know, you let me know where you want to start. Both of us big Mets Mm -hmm. fans. Obviously, Mm -hmm. you just touched upon fantasy. So whatever whatever you want to chat about for a little bit.
1: I think, I mean, I like to start maybe like the teams that uh, like a a shortened season can affect the most. And like my mind initially jumps to teams that like, had major injuries to start the season, and that includes the Yankees, the Mets, and I think the Cleveland Indians as teams who this shortened season will help. I mean, look at the Yankees. The Yankees were going to open up a se- their season with like Brett Gardner, Clint Frazier, and Mike Talkman as their three outfields. Yeah. Now there's a reasonable possibility that in two months' time, it's Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stan back there. So that's an incredibly huge boon to their potential uh, future. Same with the Mets, because Michael Crawford was going to be on the DL to at least May. And six weeks out, Michael Ford, those judging how the Mets usually begin their seasons, that was going to be that was going to begin the tailspin that ended the team seventy seven and uh, eighty five. So now that's over with. And even like the Indians, the Indians Clevenger and Carlos Carrasco were going to begin their seasons on the DL, and they were already counting on a lot of unproven arms like Aaron Savale and Zach Plesak to carry them through the season, and Emmanuel Classe, the player they got in the trade mm-hmm. with the Rangers for Kluber now you're looking at a situation where probably all three of those guys start the season on the active roster, if not at least maybe missing a week or two in Clevenger and Carrasco's case because their injuries are a little bit more yeah ambiguous. But like, mm-hmm. that's just it's just – that's incredibly – that's an incredible change in the season. Like any time a, a game like baseball, uh, usually their sample size is going to shrink so much, it's going to impact the way the games are played. Like I, it's, the, te- the fragile teams and the teams who are relying on more fragile, younger pitchers are – like, it's really – it's really. I saw a tweet the other day, one of the fancy guys I follow. His name's Nick Garely. Great follow. He basically said that when you're looking at either real-life fantasy baseball, and now the most innings that any pitcher could pitch drops from, like, 200 to maybe, like, between 130 and 150, just using the ratios of how much short a season's going to be, probably about 50, 60 games. Like, how much less valuable is a guy like Julio Urias or, like, Jesus Lazardo than, like, the elite pitchers, like Garrett Cole and Jacob DeGrom? Because they were still going to give you that elite impact for that amount of time, but now that amount of time relates to an entire season. So instead of having two thirds of elite season, you're getting an entire elite season. It's just a really weird mm-hmm. co- context that we find ourselves in right now in baseball. Yeah,
0: yeah. and so I uh, I was actually so I was talking about this yesterday. I uh, co-host a fantasy sports show on Sirius XM, and the the other hosts and I were kind of getting into it a bit because I held off on doing our draft. I was probably going to do it in about. A couple of days from now considering we usually like to do it as close to the start of the season as possible and i was like yeah i mean i'm i'm the commissioner of the league i'm gonna hold off because we don't know what the heck's going on right like you can get judge in the i don't know 10th 15th round depending yeah. maybe not 15th but um sale. exactly you can get chris sale super late now we don't know what's going to happen and as you said no, we're, cool. we're kind of under the assumption that Best case scenario: baseball starts after Memorial Day, which is weird.
1: Like, I think like, best
0: case scenario. Yeah,
1: like if everything is perfect, if like someone gets like a virus sucking vacuum and takes all the bacteria out of out of our country, sometime in the middle of May, sure. But as the CDC right now is saying we're not doing anything for eight weeks. The NBA you said their best case scenario was mid to late June mm-hmm. return of the season. If that's what the NBA is saying, why is MLB not saying the same thing? Where is the difference between the NBA and the Major League Baseball? Like. There can't, I, I see little reason that we'll start playing baseball games before June 5th, June 10th, especially because we have to go back and redo almost all of spring training. Yeah, yep. And like, and it's it's that's, kind of like a weird underlying thing going on now with the teams and the league and the players that they haven't really gave like a strict cancellation or policy on what to do with teams spring training facilities. They said minor league players have to go home, but some major league players can stay if you're on the 40 man roster and you can use some amenities, but not all of them and all the teams are releasing their own policies. And it's kind of, it's really awkward. Ken Rosenthal put out a great article on the athletic earlier this morning. It might have been late last night, but just about how strange and tenuous this relationship is, which is just adding to the underlying issue about labor negotiations that are going to happen in baseball next year and that we have no code And uh, like, how like just say something official and do something. Uh, It doesn't make any
0: sense to me. Baseball has always been slow. Um, that's just kind of their MO at this point. And it's, it's just very interesting and and it's very confusing, obviously. And I I can't, you know, obviously we, we can, we can scream and yell at everyone, but this is a new situation for all. Like we're kind of comparing them to the NBA. We're comparing them to the NHL, you know, football. I'm, I know it's a bad look that the NFL is going ahead with free agency and we're going to be giving out hundreds of millions of dollars over the next couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, probably close to a billion when we total it all together. Mm-hmm. But I'm so happy.
1: I'm, like, I, 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 it's I, a, I just got an Adam Shepter notification on my Twitter right now and was like, thank
0: God. <laughs> right? There's something and like. It's weird. And I feel bad, but at the same time, like, it gives me something to do, right? Like it's yeah. insane. And that's why I'm having someone like you on again, just to kind of discuss. And you already brought up the Yankees. You brought up the Mets a little bit, um, you know, the Cleveland Indians, the, the other, the other side of it. And then the, the fantasy implications, especially with elite pitchers. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Mike Trout's still going to go top two or three or whatever, but yeah. at the same time, it's those, it's those weirder, you know, the, the pitchers I think is where everything's going to get weird from fantasy. Um, the other side of it is all these people that are getting healthy now well who who is the delay who is the break actually going to hurt right because you know there's always that beginning initials people get hurt the first couple Mm -hmm. weeks of spring training that's how it works we ramped everyone up some of these pitchers were at 80 90 pitches now they have to essentially like stop kind of pitchers can keep going but hitters don't have any timing now and then mm -hmm. We're going to have to do two or three weeks of spring training again and then start the season. It's just going to be so weird, dude.
1: And that ties into the labor dispute because uh, what I read is a lot of the players were wondering, which, what is the most safe and most efficient way for me to train? Like For these guys going to a local gym somewhere in their hometown, be it in New York City where they're going to be closed or God knows where, Like, how is that less safe than the sterile controlled environment of a spring training facility? And if that is the safest environment for your players to train, why not at least – especially most of them are going to have residencies there because they know they're going to be spending two, three months there throughout the year. Why not leave that option open to these players? And, like, like social distancing is one thing. But their social distancing – they're not – they've been with each other for three months anyway. They haven't been with anybody else at all. Like, no families are coming to visit spring training. Like, no friends and girlfriends are really going to be at spring training that much. Like, if that's the players that they're exposed to, Sending them home one hurt will hurt your product when the season starts, and two will probably hurt their quest for the safest way to train possible. And it just it doesn't really make any sense in my mind that MLB baseball is trying to. I think a lot of it comes down to these teams hiring chefs and personal trainers and making sure these players have their meals and their amenities. And of course, the teams aren't making any money, so they don't spend any money, which is the whole uh, baseball anyway. But yeah, yeah, there's no weird really way to combat this. and nothing.
0: Exactly. And again, this is new, a new situation for everybody. It's crazy. It's it's nothing that we've ever seen before. And and just the fact I know obviously there's a huge dispute going on with, you know, as you said, MLB and the players union, but then the minor leaguers that don't have a players union, yeah. many yeah. of them nothing. they have nothing. They have nothing for multiple months. And that's kind go of home. yeah. Go home and you know, good luck. That's essentially all they got.
1: That's a pretty decent percentage of these players. I'm not gonna say high amount, because I don't know the actual number, but who are foreign. And they don't really have a home in this country that isn't through the Major League Baseball team they play for. And I think travel is much more dangerous than allowing 100 players to train together. I mean, especially like traveling to like a lot of Latin American countries where the virus hasn't affected very much at all. Which could be due to the warmer climate. I don't know. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not part of the CDC. I'm not a disease expert. But like that, like I would be trying not to send people to places that this is, isn't really impacting that much. Like keep this centralized, localized. I don't know why we're talking about the coronavirus so much. The whole point is not talk about the coronavirus. So well, we, I mean, it's it's the it's, the it's just ter- it's just terrible.
0: There's really nothing else there to talk about, uh-huh. right? Like it, it is what it is. Um, let, let's let's hop back to just some, I guess, yeah. implications for baseball. I mean, obviously, there has already been a minor leaguer in the Yankee system. Which, yeah. if I yeah. was a betting man, which sometimes I am all of my money would have been on the Mets. Like not even a question. First Especially team
1: with Donovan Mitchell story. I was like, okay. oh, my, yep. oh my God.
0: Yep. Yep. But it's, it's just crazy kind of how everything works out. And you know, so there's already a minor leaguer, but I guess going back to let's, let's yeah, let's try and keep this positive. Let's talk optimistic. What's going to happen. Um, teams like the Yankees. Now they're getting healthier. Teams like the Mets. Now they're getting healthier overall though. What do you see? Like, do you think Jacob deGrom has a chance? to get a third Cy Young. If he can just go out there, give me eight innings a night because we know he's only pitching yeah. 20 games. I mean, shoot, what the heck? Why not?
1: Yeah, I think he definitely is. But I think the shortened season, like I said before, is going to muddy the pitching waters a lot. Because a big emphasis on pitching in modern baseball is um, how much can you give me versus how quality those innings are. Like, that's kind of the two ways that teams and, like, people will judge a pitcher, and especially a team's pitching. And I kind of jotted down some notes here and some teams, who so I think is going to affect in a positive way and then potentially negative boy. I mentioned the A's before. Mm-hmm. The A's, two best pitchers are top prospects, Jesus Lazardo and A.J. Puck, two just fear-imposing left-handers who both have a history of injuries and don't have that many career innings under to the belt. Lazardo has never even reached triple-digit innings in a professional season. and Puck hasn't pitched basically in two years for Tommy John surgery. The fact that both of those guys can now throw technically will be considered full seasons of about 100, 115 innings which is probably about where their innings limits were originally, that tremendously impacts that team's outlook for the season. The A's become one of the American League favorites. In fact, they can count on those two guys to give them full seasons. I think the Rays are a team in the same boat because Blake Snell had been kind of shaky in the spring and there were injury rumors swirling about him. Everyone knows about Tyler Glass now's durability concerns. The fact that you can get 102 innings out of those, 120 innings out of those two guys now, and those will be full seasons, those are four new, basically, I guess Blake Snell, Tyler Glass now, new. It'd be unlikely for them to win a Cy Young, even though Blake Snell won one with 150 innings two years ago. But those four guys now become Cy Young contenders, all-stars, aces, horses, like theoretical, ironic horses now, which is kind of funny. And the same thing with, like, um, the Padres. The Padres are a team that everyone likes in the NL because they have a bunch of young, upstart talent. But their pitching was a little bit weak and, like, disjointed. But now... Chris Paddock coming off career high in innings. You can limit his innings and still pitch a full season as an ace. Garrett Richards, the oft-injured, always injured, never not injured Garrett Richards. Him throwing nine in the innings now is like, nice job, Garrett. Threw him the, almost the whole season here. You're in Cy Young consideration. Like, and Sam Dilson Lamette, who's never been able to put together a full season. Again, he's like, this, is, this changes like, again, fantasy and real-life outlook tremendously. Like it's, it's, you can't overstate how much the short season will impact pitching.
0: That's, that's a really, again, just a really great point because, again, that it's, it's Jacob DeGrom, it's Garrett Cole throwing 200-plus innings. Okay. Well, now everybody, the ceiling yeah. is 120, yeah. maybe 140, exactly. depending on who you are and where you're at.
1: It's a big impact to throw that many innings in a real season because not many guys do. But now that nobody can, like Ross Stripling and Julio Urias and the Dodgers, those guys are traditional 100. Would, be, would, would have been 100-inning spot starters this year with like moves to the bullpen to limit their innings now? You have an elite starting pitcher for an entire season. There's no reason to waste that if you're a team like the Dodgers. Like, screw it. Get him out there. Every single time. Can't two comes to mind. Lance McCullers on the Astros comes to mind. A guy who's That's only good one. throw yep. 100 innings this year. And even with the Astros Verlander, looked like he might have missed a few starts to start the season. And now he will not. Probably. Well, we don't know. Whatever. And even to touch back on the Astros, I just came not my mind right now. No one's going to be talking about cheating in June. We we're way past that. There's going to be so much less to yep. worry about with them. Exactly. Like,
0: so much more real-life stuff that is going on. Yeah, it's um, that cheating kind of, season. It's, it's done. And so, so that's, that's a lot of positive. But you said that you also had a couple teams that this might affect in the negative as well.
1: Yeah, I think it just affects teams in negative who like, really made an um, emphasis to impact their like, starting pitching and acquire innings in the offseason. I look at a team like the Phillies, who spent a lot of money the last few years locking up Aaron Nola three years ago, sounding Arietta, and this year bringing on a Wheeler. You put a lot of money into guys who were expected to give you innings, and now innings don't matter that much. And you could have manufactured a good season mixing between Vince Velasquez and Zach Eflin, 15 innings each. A team like oh, I just have, oh, a team like the Reds, the mm-hmm. Reds have put a lot of money into their pitching for the last season, and this season, like giving, um, getting Bauer, acquiring midseason last year, and paying a big arbitration number. Like that, that just will impact your full season less right now than it would have otherwise. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy to say that and then just that's our style of another another team with a positive shohei otani for the angels oh yeah him not we wouldn't pitch until june july and now mm-hmm. the angels the one thing they lack is a frontline star there now they might have a frontline star i've heard they named three positives all three from the al west it's
0: kind of i fun. love it i love <laughs> it and I, I think it is i think it is huge and and uh, you know just another team to point out you know like the the twins they just acquired every pitcher they pretty much came in contact yeah, all like They're rich hill homer bailey um yeah. With Kent Maeda, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel like they added like five starters, all of which are like C plus tops mm-hmm. with the opportunity to become B minus B pitchers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if do you think this puts less or more of an emphasis on a bullpen now moving forward? Because again, some of these Jacob DeGrom, you you don't have an innings limit. You can go eight as long as you're not throwing 130 pitches a night, dude. Go eight. Like, what else do we have to worry about? I don't want to see mm-hmm. your familiar anyway.
1: And I, think, yeah, right? I think it puts less of an impact on a bullpen too, just because of season-long fatigue that usually sets in with teams. And, again, you want to touch back to the Mets. Like, Dylan Batanzas threw 91 miles an hour two weeks ago. When he's like, oh, my, Dylan Batanzas are 91 miles an hour. You should not be pitching. Stop. I said, baby. Like, but, like, that will impact the Mets less. Because if you can count Seth Lugo to give you 70 innings again, like, you probably only need to manufacture about 150 out of the other four guys in that bullpen between Diaz, Familia, like Justin Wilson and um, Dylan Batansis. like, and like Lugo, like you don't want to throw every day, of course, but you can easily throw every other day now and impact a higher percentage of your team's games. Like relief appearances are generally more important than innings just because, well, I guess not anymore this year. Cause stupid three value, yeah, which I'm forgetting about. Is cancel everything I'm about to say, rewind, back it up, screw that. Now again, no team like a negative a team, like the Rangers, the Rangers spent a ton of time acquiring pitchers this season, trade for Corey Kluber signed Mike Miner two years ago, Lance Lynn last year, Kyle Gibson this year. These guys who, you sign a guy like that, especially they have a pretty crap bullpen, like you want innings eaters. And those aren't, those aren't, those don't even exist anymore. And while we're on the Rangers, really funny anecdote, fun fact about the Rangers. This is the third stadium the Texas Rangers will be playing in since their expansion in like the early, early seventies, mid seventies. Their first season in a new stadium has never not been in a shortened season. No way. Opened their first season in 1981 where Strike took out most of June, and July. And I think that's the season that's going to most be comparable to the season because they only got 107 games in that year, which is I think about the range that we're going to hope to have this year. 1994, Strike shortened season, no World Series, that blend to 95. Now 2020, coronavirus, shortened season. So every time the Rangers have opened a new season, they have had a shortened season. Mm-hmm. correlation certainly does not lead to causation like on god of course mm-hmm. but this is bizarre that's kind of yeah strange.
0: i don't believe in coincidences i'll be honest no. with you there yeah, is no such
1: something thing something going on our, exactly um, I, I can't touch on
0: <laughs> you and me both <laughs> and i just i man i just think it's going to be such a weird season i'm i was so excited we were so close i was going to get so to play close. fantasy. yeah i was going to get take okay. like the whole thing man like i sat on the couch i just it's so perfect and now yeah we have to wait i mean i honestly you know as we said Best case scenario, June. I really wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the 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 marker for the seasons are Memorial Day, Fourth mm-hmm. of July, and Labor Day, right? Yeah. Like those are the three markers that-, that everyone pays attention to. Like where are you at these three points? You'll have a yeah. good understanding. I think we're gonna miss that first entire one. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they just say, you know what, Fourth of July, that's gonna be opening day this year. And it's yeah. gonna be weird, but we're gonna have to live with it.
1: And another thing that's weird about that is the MOB schedule is very Concise. It's like it's a, it's an equation. Like you play the same amount of teams, same amount of times in the same places, and it rotates year the year the year the year. But like, there's going to be a major dispute over who's getting home games, who's getting away games, how many times you play a division, how many times you play either division, based on the stupid way our schedules made. You have to play a certain amount of interleague games every single day. So we're gonna. So there are going to be situations where you're playing teams from the other league and more you're playing teams from your league, which is not the way the schedule should be drawn up at all. It just leads to a whole host of issues that. We don't really know how to combat. I think
0: that part will suck, but at the same time, I think it's something where everyone kind of, we we all kind of understand the situation we're in. So, yeah, that's going to be unfortunate but what are you going to do, right? Like, even with the NBA, they've been saying, you know, the, the Pelicans have the easiest schedule and the Grizzlies have the hardest, so everyone thinks yeah. the Pelicans are going to make it. Well, if you only get four more games, the chances of the Pelicans make it are very, stop. very slim, and yeah. it kind of just sucks. Like, there's yeah. really not much we can do about yeah. it. Let's just try and salvage the playoffs or something. Um, you know, so it's just, again, I think it's weird. I think baseball's in a good spot because they didn't have to stop the season. They're at least, yeah. I mean, granted, they were in the middle of spring training and we were, we were as close as we were. At least they just have the opportunity to postpone it. Um mm-hmm. somehow the NFL comes off scot-free, as usual, and they're just going to yeah. dominate gonna <laughs> year over year, is, and it doesn't yeah. matter. But, um, you know, I just think it's it's crazy, man. And, you know, I appreciate you coming on, spending a couple minutes to chat with me today because I think it is very important that, you know, it's just – there's we don't know, but it's still something interesting to talk about, and it's, you know, something that, you know, we can – we can see what happens. So, I mean, do you have anything else? I mean, I know this was going to be a short one, but I'm just curious if you have any other thoughts on, you know, the Mets, what's going to happen with them, uh, any of the other teams that we've been talking about, fantasy in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, I hit most of my notes, but I think a big thing, I stressed out with the Astros before, I'll touch back on with the Mets, is that this takes a lot of pressure off teams and players. Like, we're already, we're, it's like when you start gambling and you're playing blackjack, hit your first three hands, you're suddenly playing with house money. This season for a lot of teams is going to be house money with the way they use their pitchers, the way they employ their teams, the way they use their bench, the way a new manager will start to manage his first ever season, the way the whole league is going to forget about a massive cheating scandal, the way injuries will just not exist once a team and a season begins. I think you're going to see a lot more also with the labor negotiations looming next year. So I think you're going to see a lot more like aggressiveness in a regular season that you've never see before. I think it could end up being a blessing in disguise for baseball and the excitability of the product. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be kind of ironic and a little bit fun once summer rolls around. Like August and September were dog days. Now we might have regular season stretches into October. So those September games could be kind of intense.
0: Mm -hmm. And now – No 40-man roster anymore, which is kind of nice. I hated September baseball. If my team's not in it, I don't Mm want to watch because Yankees-Red Sox game takes four and a half hours and it's nine innings. But um, at the same time, like, how do you feel? Do you think, again, this is 100% speculation, but that's why we're doing this, right? So one thing I think that baseball has an advantage of is, yeah, maybe we only play 100 games, but you can play 100 games in 90... six days right like you have that opportunity it'll suck but the opportunity to have double headers more often the Mm apple opportunity to do all these things if every sunday isn't just a double header what are we doing like i know then there's travel days and there's a bunch of bs involved in logistics but But we have that opportunity to make up some of these games just just because you could it's baseball you stand around most of the game i
1: know and we're also not that far removed historically from when every sunday was a double header like through the 60s and 70s like that was just a normal occurrence that happened i think it would be a ton of fun. Like, I would love to go to City Field for seven hours for three straight Sundays exactly. in July and August. I'm not doing much else, and the weather's nice. And just like have a Bud Light and just kick it. Like, it'd be couple great. Bud Light.
0: Yeah. Hours, couple Bud Seven hours, you need a couple. Yeah, probably more than a few.
1: City Field, thank God they allow you to bring your own food into the stadium. So I could pack my sandwich and uh, my own bag of peanuts and sunflower seeds and just relax in the bleachers for seven hours. It'd be. Absolutely tremendous. And I think it'd be more efficient than playing games deep into October and playing the mm-hmm. World Series in November, possibly December, without a neutral site, which I know Tony Clarkson, they don't want to do, which I agree with how they do neutral site games. Yeah.
0: I mean, but th- then there's the thing, like, who wants to go to Minnesota? Assuming, you know, Minnesota's good, yeah. again, you know, for with last year. No one wants Yankees, to go to Minnesota. Yankees are freaking good. Yeah, in like, November.
1: The, the Mets are good.
0: Like, hang, hang out in New York City in November. with <laughs> that like, I don't right. want to deal I- with
1: this stuff, like
0: worth ride. it but it's uh, it's crazy man and, and you know we'll see and i think again baseball is in a good spot hopefully they can just get their act together when it comes to pr mm-hmm. i don't know who the pr agency is we know who the marketing agency is but yeah. we don't know who the pr agency is and hopefully mm-hmm. someone's like hey you guys you guys want some help because i think mm-hmm. we can help um mm-hmm. but until then man but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird year um so i know you uh being a professional writer again mesmerized pitchers list um uh Project 365 what what are you what are you going to be up to for the next couple months
1: i think it's kind of cool because it's kind of like frozen in time with preseason stuff and i think everyone who writes about baseball or any sport you kind of have like your quota you want to hit preseason and you'll never ever hit it because things take longer than you expect and now you kind of have like free time basically like, not like that's kind of a double entendre. You have free time because, like, you're free because not much to do, but you have free time. Like, you've been given an amount of time where you can just kind of do shit, mess around, do something fun that you didn't think you were going to do otherwise. Like, do like um, the pictureless group chat right now. Like, everyone's trying to start like a 30 team franchise mode, and it'll be the show. Like, everyone Let's have a team up. to play every single day and just like, just stuff like that and like monitor it. Like, my roommate came home last week with MVP Baseball 2005. Like, you can get Let's go. That we're going to be hopping on there very consistently over you guys have game. slugfest
0: by any chance
1: no we don't but i wish Ooh. i'm gonna hit a game stop before it shuts down try and get slugfest i, I used to love that
0: game oh my that game was like, insane i super, could totally understand why they're not uh, yeah. that yeah. one anymore but it was awesome you know your a rod you hit a double and you just punch nomar Garcia in the face yeah. like that was fantastic.
1: Yeah. like pools like he just gets buffed rips jersey <laughs> off and he's a 790 foot home run it's like a river over the arch like oh that's great uh, <laughs> I, I love know. it man
0: it's good stuff well yeah man good luck with everything um mm-hmm. i think it, it it can be a lot of fun right like i'm already yeah, i told no, you like i'm tripling down on doing this podcast i'm going to pretty much be doing i have three today you're the first of three because people okay. are available now which is weird Super
1: but available, the most but available. it's great it's so we'll like, take it
0: man so where can everyone find you on twitter james
1: uh found me on twitter at g had no range um i'm gonna be tweeting some just funny stuff because not that much baseball to tweet about right now but yeah that's me. Good stuff,
0: man. And I'm yeah. excited to see some of the content and the articles you come up with. I think this mm-hmm. is, again, blessing in disguise. Take it as a positive and run with it. Right. If you look at it as a negative, nothing good can come from it. So, James, yeah, really appreciate your time today, man. Yeah,
1: I love it. Thank you.